It's time to get into the ring and start running the ropes. This is Isaac the Amazon, and you're listening to Running the Ropes. Step in the ring with Maverick. If you ain't smoking weed because you got a good job, then by all means make your paper boo boo. And Mike. Hello, Joe Hot. Have you done your homework? Because if you don't, Gigi will kick my ass. As they give you an in depth analysis of the WWE. TNA. Back SNS Radio Network, archived for your pleasure. What's going on, everybody? My name is Brian Maverick Bertrand. With me this week, the new co-host, by far the third co-host on here, regular of the chat robes, now finally getting that step up. Heartbreak Mike. Mike, what's going on? What's going on, man? It's good to be here on Running the Ropes. Finally, you sound... not only as a caller, but a co-host. Honestly, you sound really stoned right now. Uh, no, it's it's not very much of being stoned. I mean, it's like eleven o'clock at night, so. Oh, so you're just tired. No, I'm. All right, I'm stoned just a little bit, but who cares? (laughs) What's the use of lying about it now? Um, God, you know we've tried so hard, and I I want to apologize for those checking out the podcast. I we we've had. The longest couple of weeks. I mean, well, actually, longest month because we haven't been on. I haven't been on the air since the ISIS the Amazon interview. Of course, ISIS the Amazon, the very first interview here on Running the Ropes, um, and definitely an, an, an interesting interview. Um, but I took that time, took that as my last show, and just came over to Sunday Night Showdown. Um, I'm not going to go into it. I'll get I'll get into it at a later time, but for now, we're here on Sunday Night Showdown. I want to thank Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexy, Sexy, rather, and the Trade Dog for welcoming me in with open arms. I told you, I told everyone in the in the Wrestling News Live chat room, when I grow up, I'm going to work for I'm going to work for the SNS network. Look where I'm at now, bitches. <laughs> so, I figure, I figure if we're gonna do this, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right. So, we're gonna start it out. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff that's been happening in the last couple of weeks, especially. Um, of course, we had, but uh, we had the Royal Rumble. The Royal but before Rumble. the Royal Rumble. The Nexus decided to split, pretty much. And CM Punk taking over, and then I guess most of the old Nexus are now the core. 
And now with yeah. me, I've I, I've tried to watch it. I've tried to get into it. I I haven't been able to watch much SmackDown as of late until like now. I'm not watching SmackDown. I'm so sorry. <laughs> until I see the Undertaker, The Rock, Triple H, or uh, dare I say it, Rob Van Dam on SmackDown. I'm not watching it. Well, I, I mean, I've tried to keep keep up as much as I could. I mean, they they had the core on Raw once or twice. They had him at the Royal Rumble, and they got pretty much pimp slapped. But I mean, other than that, I really don't see anything coming out of this. Pretty much, I it it feels to me like everyone's gonna be faded out of the core. Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel are gonna be first. Ezekiel Jackson's gonna go back in the top, in, in in the lower card level, like not even there. But Wade Barrett, of course, we've heard we've heard rumors of him facing the Undertaker at WrestleMania. But I don't know, like next the new Nexus seems to be the Nexus that's perfect for well, Nexus. Well, to be honest, I, I, I believe that uh, <clears throat> the quote-unquote new Nexus, it, it's a cult, basically. They're trying to, I think it's kind of like, they're trying to make fun of Jeff Hardy in a way, because CM Punk, you know, being the quote-unquote antichrist of WWE, and, you know, the, the straight-edge superstar, doing all these sacrificial things. Please don't get me started, because I will start ranting on each and every one of the new Nexus's init, quote-unquote initiation. Well... Actually, that's a good that's a good way to bring it in. I mean, I know you don't want to talk about it, but what the hell is it? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching SmackDown right now on TV on mute. Um, it's, it's it's not worth your time. Trust me. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's not, especially when what's his name Ricardo Rodriguez is in the ring for the first part. Yeah, thank you WWE. Good booking. Um, <laughs> but with the with the Nexus in core, I I look at it like I look at it. Kind of like the Wolf Pack and the original and the NWO Black and White. They they clash and clash and clash, but eventually they're gonna get back together. That's where I see this going, honestly. Well, uh, I don't know. Well, uh, well, I think I know why he's doing that because Wade Barrett, he really doesn't like Kevin Ash, and so I I think he is trying to imitate the N quote unquote NWO, but. He's trying to make it better because he's trying to make it well-rounded. Now, mind you, he's he has he has a very well-balanced people with uh, Justin Gabriel, which I like to call Abercrombie and Fitch, Heath Slater, <laughs> aka Wendy's, um, Ezekiel Jackson, or as I like to call David Otunga's father, um, and Wade Barrett, or my my I don't care what anyone says. Wade Barrett is phenomenal, and he's amazing. So you you, you call off. Justin Gabriel Abercrombie and Finch. I actually call him Obsession, Calvin Klein. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> would you rather me say? Okay, would you rather me call him a freaky alien genotype? <laughs> yes, uh, but pretty much, I, I that's just what I think is going on with the whole uh, Nexus and Core issue. It, it it's kind of cool seeing two factions in the WWE again. We haven't had that since the Attitude Era when you had the Sons uh, or, or not the Sons the uh, what was it? The Motorcycle Gang. Um, crap! What was 
was their name? I totally forgot. I know who you're talking about, though. Uh, Disciples of Apocalypse, that's what it was. Yeah. And, <laughs> by the way, worst stereotypical gang name for a motorcycle <laughs> gang ever. You know. The, like the like the whitest name possible. It sounds honestly, it sounds it sounded like a white Aryan Brotherhood name back in the day. But it was them. You had them, and you had Los Bariquas, and which I don't. What the hell does Bariquas mean anyway in Spanish? I I really couldn't <laughs> tell you because I, I don't know. I would love to know that myself. Um, by the, I mean, if you guys if you guys have any answer to that, Los Bariquas. Email me, runningtheropes at yahoo.com, all one word. Send it there. Please do. I, cause that's going to haunt me for the, rest, for the rest of this recording, honestly. Um, but, like, ne- what, I like about Nexus, what I like about this new Nexus, though, with the whole sacrificial thing, is that when they, when they were doing the, the stuff, you got to see the welts on Husky Harris's back when he got whipped. And then you see CM Punk doing stiff shot after stiff shot on Husky Harris. I thought that was pretty good, but the rest of it seemed kind of weak to me. Mm. Well, okay. I kind of like what CM Punk is doing, pushing the newer superstars into higher, into greater heights. Basically, I see what he's doing. Now I see what WWE management is doing, even though it's pretty stupid. Wade Barrett has season one. Um, CM Punk has season two. Now, I don't mind that, but when you got to go through the limits and get a miniature version of Batista, that's a personal problem. <laughs> I'm, I want to see Dave Batista come back as a Dr. Evil gimmick and introduce Mason Ryan as his mini-me. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um... But, but it, Mason Ryan. Honestly, Mason uh, Ryan does not. I he's the only person I don't think belongs in the new Nexus. But then again, who else are you gonna put in that spot? Same thing with Ezekiel Jackson in the core. What's the point of having uh, Ezekiel Jackson out of all people on there? I guess I, I'm thinking he's in there because Daniel Bryan is the current U.S. champion. Yeah. So that could very well be it. Um. But I like I like the idea of having two factions that don't particularly like each other in the WWE because it brings back that sort of Attitude Era deal. And most of the Attitude Era was revolving around stables. The NWO, the uh, Los Bariquas, the Disciples of Apocalypse, the Nation of Domination, the Ministry of Darkness, the Corporation, DX, things like that. Which was pretty much every, all the faction names. I didn't know how I memorized that. <laughs> but they uh, they just went in and, and really shook things. This really shakes things up. What the hell is Kofi Kingston doing on TV? Oh, no, he's feuding with uh, Del Rio. I better turn this TV off before my ADD moments get all presidio on me. Don't, don't, don't even worry about it. My ADD <laughs> been kicked in the moment I started watching Kill Bill Volume 2. Because SmackDown really isn't my cup of tea anymore because basically after i saw the core they they just disappointed me now how how are they disappointing you because now i mean okay two people that should not be there slater and jackson 
Yeah. I mean, well, Heath Slater, you'd understand because he's on... He was in the original Nexus. But Jackson, yeah, I could see. I mean, they just gave him a push. He Who's he feeding with now? Big Show? So, I mean, that could very well spark something interesting for Jackson. But the only way I could see Jackson benefiting from being in the core is if they really push him. Right. And not just push him and say, oh, I'm the last ECW champion. No, push his ass. Um... <laughs> But, like, other than that, I don't really see anything major with the core. I mean, if you listen to uh, Wrestling News Live in the last couple of weeks, you'll know. JJ has said in public, he's on record, of saying that his wife, Harmony, does not like the core's logo because it rips off the score in Canada, which... Personally, I've never seen the score. I've never. I don't want. I. I don't particularly. I'm not an expert on Canadian television. <laughs> not. I. I don't like to play as an expert as on TV. But. <laughs> but I can understand. But I have seen the score logo. And that's very true. <laughs> it, it. It. It is, and and it kind of just went. I smell it makes me think too, and I, I I've noticed no one has really called them out on it just yet. Just um, yet, because I I think WWE wants to go on there and be like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. But when all said and done, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a big lawsuit. And then what are they gonna do? What are they gonna change your name to? That's Next true. Two point oh. That's very true. But, but I think that I with think every with, with everything going on with SmackDown and Raw as of late, you could see how it would fit. I mean, and this is a good segue to talk about Royal Rumble. And the new Nexus seems to be seems to have the bigger push because look at how they were doing the Rumble. They dominated yeah, most of the Rumble. They did. Del Rio might have won it, but when you look at it. Look at where most of that time went. Up until John Cena came out and decided to be Superman Cena again. Oh God! Like you could see, you could really see it now. They yeah. dominated. They took out the court easily. Everyone in the they court was did. taken out like little bitches. But but okay, I'm sorry. There's only one person that can fit the core, and he could replace Ezekiel Jackson in a heartbeat. Who's that? If he was still in the WWE, I would have to say Sean O'Hare. Sean O'Hare. Uh, yeah. But then again, when you, Sean O'Hare had the had the short end of the stick when he was in WWE. Because they misused him. They, they really did. Him not properly. Because when you think about it, he had the best gimmick ever. If Undertaker kept, if Undertaker had the dark side back then in 2003, him and Sean O'Hare would have rocked WWE in its entirety would have bought back the ministry the right way. Yeah, I mean, but then again, they're the ones writing this crap. Unfortunately, not anyone else. Keyword here, unfortunately. Um, but when it comes to today, I honestly think that with uh, with the way Royal Rumble went down. You really can't be surprised with any of the outcomes. <laughs> the Royal Rumble? Yeah, you bet your ass I did. I will I say had... this, though. 
Um, Randy Orton and The Miz, great match. The the the, 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 match, the 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 two title matches were amazing. I, they I, were. I got to be on record as saying this. I was very impressed. I, I was very entertained by it. It kept me watching. It kept me glued to the TV because I illegally downloaded it on my TV. But <laughs> the the Miz and Orton put on one hell of a match, and I never, I have never on this show, in its. What three year history? Yes, I've been on for three years. Can you fucking believe that? That I that I said I have never said anything good about the Miz's matches until now. I don't think I have. Because it's hard to find out because the Miz actually is able to do things. Now, as much as I've hated the Miz because of his cocky attitude, he's getting a lot better. He has. He really has. And he, he, I've said he started to grow on me, and now he makes a pretty amazing heel. But then again, he's, he's, he, he was champion too early. Mm, In I my opinion. So. I don't think he was, because of the fact that he was, he was on a, a big wave getting pushed the way he did. But I could see where you, you would think he got put in there too early. But at the same time, I don't think anyone else would have made the choice for it. And considering the fact that, well, everyone else, uh, that some people are pretty much injured right now or out of the WWE because of injuries, there's a reason behind it. I know. <laughs> and I know John Cena needs time off. I know they're going to give him time off no. soon. So John Cena needs to leave the WWE. I don't care who's listening to this. You can say whatever you want to say. John Cena needs to go leave the WWE. Go for a while. Pull a Chris Jericho. Continue to pursue your music career. Come back three years. They'll still remember you, but uh, if you're going to come back, come back as the rapping John Cena. Yeah, one who knew who he was. Well, <clears throat> and see, I won't say that about John Cena because I, I respect how John Cena was brought up into the business. Mm-hmm. I I know I and I used to hate I used to trash on John Cena every chance I got, <laughs> and sometimes I still do. I don't like the Superman thing they're doing, but I, I, I know. the gimmick they need to get rid of. The gimmick yes. needs to go and and go back to where it was. The to wrestler, the John Cena, the wrestler himself, and see that's what people don't realize. A lot of people come on the wrestling radio shows. And just bag on John Cena and bag on TNA because, well, it's worth it, apparently. I've never bagged on TNA unless... I mean, no one on the SNS radio network, myself included, has never bagged on TNA that they didn't deserve it. But I will say, in regards to John Cena, his gimmick does need to go. But... Mm-hmm. As far as his ability inside the ring, the guy has it. The guy can wrestle. He showed it at the Rumble. I I, I will say he did show off his power in the Rumble. Yeah, he did. Um, and he's he's shown it a lot. I mean, this guy's ever since. I guess ever since he first started the uh, whole rapping gimmick back in what 2003. He did a lot of good stuff for it. He F you yeah. Rikishi, who was four hundred and what, thirty pounds at the time? 
And, yeah. I mean, John Cena, he's good. He's what? He's the modern-day Hulk Hogan to kids. And that works. It works out for him. But what they also need to do to change him is really stop making him the mark of every single legend that has ever been in the, the WWE. I've said this once, but I've said it once before, but I never love the fact that you have, that you bring in a wrestler, uh, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Ricky Steamboat, you know, all these legends that are working for the WWE and really have, uh, you know. Oh, which reminds me, Diesel is now working backstage. (coughs) Say what now? Developmental and storyline. Diesel, Kevin Nash is working for WWE, but backstage. Thank you. Yeah, I figured that would be it. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't going to wrestle. Mm-mm. He said he's going to work backstage with the WWE. And he Bullshit. Said, yeah. Bullshit. He's going to book himself into a match and book himself into a title. It's hey, happened before. He, he said, no, and title. I say, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I told you. Uh, I'm telling you now. I'm calling it right now. He's eventually going to get in the ring. He's not stupid. He's smart. He just knows what works. Well, Triple H is also... Uh, he is working with creative writing as well. And WWE Magazine has already spoiled his return. So yeah, he's booking him. He's working with the bookers to book himself back into the ring. Yeah. Which is fine because Triple H is a very relevant wrestler. And Triple H is a very fun wrestler to watch in the ring. Like it or not, this guy is the modern day... Oh, who am I thinking of? He's the modern day Arn Anderson in the way that he may not look the best, but by God, he gets the job done his way. And that's what I loved about Arn Anderson. That's what I loved about... Uh, God, there's so many wrestlers. I don't remember some of the names. Um, too many. Too many names. There was, uh, don't you hate those brain farts that just come at you? You know, he's the type of wrestler in the late 80s, early 90s that came out, did his, he's the modern day Jake Roberts. Oh, yeah. Because he comes out, he does what he needs to do in the ring, he's very good at it, and he leaves. It's, it's no surprise. That's true. <laughs> um, but that's that's Triple H. Back to what we were talking about. Um, the Edge and Dolph Ziggler match was good. But I, I'm going to reiterate what I've said numerous on a numerous occasion. And say they need to shut Vicky up. Uh, I hate Vicky Guerrero. I'm sorry. Just because you're giving pity points because her, her late husband... Thank you. Thank you. Has died doesn't mean you got to give her pity points. If to be honest, if that was the case, then um, think of all the other wrestlers that you know kind of passed away, and you don't see you don't see their families working in WWE. I'm sorry, but uh, you don't see Nancy Ben. Wait. Huh? (laughs) You don't see Nancy Ben. Wait, wait, hang on. <laughs> it's not that I am so. Not, it's just that I'm not a fan of Vicky Guerrero, 
Every time I see Vicky Guerrero with her excuse me, it's like, kill it with fire. Like, I have no point of... Well, see, <sighs> here's what I, what I never liked about World Wrestling Entertainment. They, they did things their way, which, you know, they have every right to do. But hmm. remember back, if you ever watched a Hardcore Homecoming DVD... Watch, watch the match with Sandman and Raven. During the introduction, Sandman straight up says, They didn't boo me because I was healed. They booted me because I sucked. They, they booed me because I sucked. That's what I think of Vicky Guerrero nowadays. I don't really? boo her because... I, I don't boo her because she's healed because she makes a great heel. I boo her because all she... Because she's getting booked into these... Stupid situations. Excuse me. She thinks she thinks nowadays she's somewhat attractive, and that's why she's hooking up with Edge and uh, Dolph Ziggler and and Elmer Escobar, whoever that guy is. Hint, hint. Yeah, Escobar. Right. I hate it. You know that sad. whole thing. I get it. I get some people get their kicks off of that. No, 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 no. Keep it what realistic. Really, what really blew me was that WrestleMania, I think, I forgot what WrestleMania it was. She picked up her first WrestleMania victory by doing a sloppy hog splash. You don't even get a frog splash, just oh. a hog splash. It was shades of the fake Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, and then you see poor little Kelly Kelly screaming in agony and pain. I feel your pain, Kelly Kelly. I really do. It's not my fault you have Piggy James's mother being all on you and all that crap. It's Now, sad. now. Rule hey, number hey. one on this show. I know you're new to this show. Rule number one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I love, don't get me wrong. I said Piggy, not Mickey. I love me some Mickey. She can give me some heart. Hardcore country any day. Okay. <laughs> I love me some Mickey. Just making sure we get show, that straight. <laughs> I'm letting you know. I love me some Mickey. If we get her on this show, I don't care. I'm going to say, Mickey, I would love to go on a date with you. I am in your hometown. Let us please go on a date. Hey, you know, it wouldn't be the first time someone on the SNS network tried to pick up on a girl or hey, a female hey. wrestler. Cough, cough. Co-host of Unplugged. Hey, co-host of Unplugged. (laughs) Mr. Chris Kelly, that fucking foreign kid. (laughs) Oh, wow. All right, then. I'm still still waiting for the pictures with him and SoCal Val. (laughs) I'm still waiting on it. (laughs) Tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Oh, there was one thing that was... Vicky Guerrero, I understand. Now, with her, I mean, being the quote-unquote consultant of SmackDown, or as I like to call <laughs> Theodore Long's lapdog. Um, but even then, you, she's not the lap. She's not his lapdog. She's pretty much Vince McMahon's lapdog. But then again, she's acting... The the she's acting the same way she when she was general manager for a period of time, which is the worst decision uh, creative has ever made. Because she is a legend's widow, which is why they gave her pity points. I'm sorry, 
She made sucky judgment. No, no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. She didn't make sucky judgment. WWE made sucky judgment. Why? Because if because you they think this woman it, has talent. It yeah, and she doesn't have talent. Now she's an awesome heel. For don't get me wrong, but she has no talent whatsoever. The sad part was they had an NXT diva rookie, like bitch her out. Not only that, fun. not only that on the sh- on the show we had that on NXT we had that, but ISIS, ISIS has been on record to talk about uh, talking about Vicky Guerrero. Yep, she has mentioned yeah, it on her that. website. You know, I and, and you know what I feel for her. I I I didn't go into the whole uh, departure thing. But mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen what she said about Vicky Guerrero, and it, you know, I feel for her on that one because of the fact that WWE somehow thinks that Vicky Guerrero has talent. God, I would date the Amazon. Anyway, sorry. Oh no, you you should you should see her the pic the photo shoot she's been taking. She's dude, very, look very. Her good. and oh my God, her and Beth Phoenix would be like the awesome tag team. That would be a good see, tag team. I could see, I could see, I could see Isis wearing the Xena Warrior Princess outfit and Beth Phoenix wearing her Glamazon out. Oh god, that'd be amazing. We, you know, and, and here, here's the thing about that. Isis has said that she would love to. I mean, Beth Phoenix has been on record to, you know, chow, to call out Aloisa and call out Isis. Yeah. But you know, the whole thing happened and it just didn't work out. Um. But Beth Phoenix is someone that ISIS wants to w- would love to wrestle in the WWE, and, and more power to like, her. That would be an amazing match. That would be a phenomenal match. But <laughs> to be honest, until we see Natalia versus Beth Phoenix, that ain't gonna happen. That's true. That's very true. Then again, it's WWE. What's common sense? Yeah, you're right. We have some Spanish Ted DiBiase. JBL winning the Royal Rumble. And, hey. I totally think he's more of a Ted DiBiase than JBL, to be on, to be perfectly honest. But there is still <laughs> very, very, very minor shades of JBL. So, um, yeah. but then again, what the fuck what? is with these promos that they're doing? These vignettes they've been showing. Oh, uh, two twenty-one. Yeah. Two things. It, it can't be the Undertaker because Undertaker's always on SmackDown, so it's either Sting or Austin Kong, well, or it, it, it could it could still very well be uh, Undertaker. I mean, he has been on Raw. I mean, they do promote him on Raw anyway. Have they promoted it on SmackDown though? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to see on SmackDown. If they promote it on SmackDown as well, then it's The Undertaker. But if they haven't, then I'm sorry. Then it's not him. It's Sting. Because when you have to realize it... Um, Raw needs their own Undertaker. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Now, I could say I'm wrong and it could be The Undertaker, but I don't think so. Because Undertaker will pop up when you least expect it. That's right. the thing. He won't do a lot of promos much. He doesn't do those type of weekly promos that you'll get every damn week. 
That's not him, and you know that. And two twenty one eleven two weeks. Two twenty one eleven does fall on a Monday. That's that's less than two weeks away. Exactly. So, oh, I'm gonna be there with my popcorn watching that. I hope you guys watch too. I'm gonna watch now, it, but I'm gonna I, I'm I'm I could see how it would be Sting, but mm-hmm. I mean, because they it's been mentioned before. They it's been mentioned. Various sources have said that it it it's shades of the 1997 Starcade promo hyping up Sting's return um, to WCW, but. There, I mean, this could still very well be an Undertaker thing. Well, because when you realize it, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't WCW did do some did start in Atlanta? Yeah, but they're not going to be in Atlanta. Well, no, no, no. no. What I mean that maybe he's going to do some shows till Atlanta, you know, till Mania, because um, I'm hoping. That since WWE has bought WCW, they may do a WCW Hall of Fame minus Shawn Michaels. Well, they, they, that's been like a major rumor. But yeah. and what sucks is that they've only announced Shawn Michaels. So yeah. far, they haven't announced no one else. Usually, when it comes down to uh, when it comes down to the road to WrestleMania, they always make sure they get one out at either every month or every week. Usually every yeah. week. I think after Elimination Chamber, nine days away, so Oakland, California. Um, <laughs> I hope I don't get shot. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Because um, <laughs> I'm gonna be there, and I hope I don't get shot, and I hope there's no protest because I'm gonna be pissed off. Like, there's a protest. Yeah, good luck with that. Anyway, <laughs> um, Johannes Bezley, you better shut the fuck up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> If anyone keeps up with their news, then you know what I'm talking about. Continue. <laughs> anyway, I, I, probably after Elimination Chamber, um, we'll start seeing more of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then again, it's WWE. What the hell is common sense? Um... <laughs> Just hope I don't get shot. I'm, I'm pissed you, off you, this you protest. You won't. Just continue. Go ahead. It, it's fine. Someone tell Oscar Grant's mom to shut the fuck up for two seconds. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Oscar Grant. Oscar. It's the guy that got shot by Johannes Meserly. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. I know, I know. You've kept up with it. I'm sure you have. It's national. But, I mean, with, with these promos, at least, I mean, there's they're very similar... I've seen a lot of people mentioning subliminal messages. <coughs> now, I have seen I have seen what my mind perceived as the word sting in the smoke of the numbers. But then yeah. people people say you can see the name in the sand, you can see his face in the window. To me, it feels a whole lot like a but like uh it's like conspiracy theorists. That's all it is, conspiracy theories. Because people thought The Rock was going to come back as well, and uh, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Rock wouldn't mind coming back. I can tell you he that right now. Mind coming back, but I'm starting to think he's not going to come back till next year, when WrestleMania. Oh yeah, by the way, WrestleMania is in Miami. <sighs> Which will make sense. That will make perfect sense for him to put put there. But um, why though? But. As far as I'm concerned, 
I hope it's Sting because if it's not, you're gonna have a lot of pissed off wrestling fans. Honestly, it's not even that. Not even you're gonna have fans. a lot of people boycotting <laughs> the, the the Facebook page, the Twitters, everyone's oh Twitters. You, I mean, if it's not Sting, they better get off of Twitter. Yeah, they better get off of Twitter. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, no one has really said anything about Sting, um, about his stuff. I mean, they did take him off of the TNA website, which is a good thing. I'm glad they did. Yeah, me too. Because ever since Immortal came by, they, you know, he's just been off the radar. <laughs> he just disappeared <laughs> from existence. No, exactly. Not off the face of the earth. Seriously. Um... But they, you know, what I didn't like, what I didn't like was how hush hush he's been about it. You know, he he's got every right to be, you know, private. Well, because he never wanted to go to WWE in the first place. He gave the reason why because The Rock did not know who Booker T was, and that was his cue. Was like, yeah, I'm not going to WWE. Punk ass bitches. Yeah, because because Sting's been very adamant on Booker T. He's been very, yeah. you know, very big on bringing Booker T to that world champion level. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and it makes sense. I could see the point. I could see what they're doing. But as far as Sting is concerned, I think he'll be able... I think now that time has passed, now that, you know, WWE has something for him... I think he'll I think he'll benefit from WWE now. I think it's time for him to come in and time to really <coughs> really go out with a bang because he's the only wrestler in WWE. Or no, he St- I mean let truth be told, Sting is the biggest wrestler to have never been in the WWE. Yep. Well, and that used to be the same they used to apply that, to Ric Flair until 1991. That, that that's not entirely true. How so? Sting is one of them. He's not the only. Who's the, who's the other one? Tyler Black. Tyler Black. Well, I'm I'm talking. Well, Tyler Black hasn't been around since the late 70s. Okay. All right. I'm talking about a relevant wrestler nowadays. That has oh. been around since since the Attitude Era, since Hulkamania, since the Rock and Wrestling Connection, you know. <laughs> the Rock and Wrestling Connection, I like that. The I mean, nineteen eighties were crazy. Um, they you know they did a lot of I mean Sting is the biggest wrestler that has lasted so long. He is. As to say, you know what? I'm not gonna join the. I'm not gonna join Vince McMahon because of what happened between The Rock and and Booker T. And now that Booker T's on WWE again, it's like they're they're misusing him properly. They need to use him properly. Well, let's go into that. I mean, no. personally, I, I I I agree. I agree with you. They're mishandling him, but. He's doing me a favor. <laughs> I hope you realize this. And the favor is? He's calling Michael Cole out on his bullshit. Oh, that's true. Have you noticed that? This he, is true as well. I mean, 
he's he's called him out on everything that ha- that Michael Cole's been, and I've said I've been very adamant on my Facebook, on this show, on a whole lot of it. I hate Michael Cole. I think everyone does. Boomer Sooner for the win. Well, I'm not a coal miner. No, I'm a I, barbecue loving guy. <clears throat> no, it's not that. I'll I'll tell you why I don't like Michael Cole. Okay. And again, if you have me on Facebook, it's on my notes. Check that out. Michael Cole is not a broadcast journalist. Ever since he started with WWE, I'm a broadcast journalist. That's all it's been. I'm a broadcast journalist who who volunteered to do play-by-play commentary for Raw and SmackDown. No, dude. You're a play-by-play commentator. You're not a broadcast journalist. You never have. You never will be because of shitty gimmicks like that. Granted, he's doing a good thing by being a heel, but he's lying to himself. I'm a broadcast journalist. I have a degree in journalism. I went to wherever. I went to Syracuse University. I went to Vintage University. I suck on the Mrs. Cock every week because... Let's face it, I can't really give a blowjob to Vicky Guerrero because I'm gay. You know. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. That yeah. was a little lowbrow. Yeah, just a little better. But he's... He's even becoming a shitty color co- a play-by-play commentator. He is. And, and, I will, and I will agree with you on that. It, it's not his job to put anyone over. Hmm. And, and I, I, I say this from experience. It's not my job to put anyone over unless I see something in the ring or I see something in promos that I like. I'm allowed to do that. The color commentator is supposed to put over everybody. No, I'm supposed to put over the faces. I'm supposed to put over the faces and and condemn the heels. The color commentator can put over anyone he damn well chooses. If he wants to root for Jesse Ventura, he can do that. If he wants to put over uh, Ricky Steamboat, he has that right. You know, it's not the color, it's not the play-by-play commentator's job to do that. To me, to me, Michael Cole is has not only done that. But he's been putting over heels and re- justifying heels. He's doing what Jerry Lawler was was doing in the Attitude Era. That's not his job. His job is to call the match. Exactly. His job is to call the match, put over storylines, and not put anyone over. Yeah. Just go with the flow. Say who's a good guy. Say who's a bad guy. Say who does this. Say who does that. Put and then. Tell them what's going on between these two individuals that got them so pissed off in the first place. That's also, play-by-play commentary. I'd like to say, for Jerry Lawler, for WWE, what they did to Jerry Lawler, good for him. Yeah, well, that's another issue I'll get into in a bit. But as far as Michael Cole is concerned, the man has no ethics. Nope. The man has... The man look, I mean, and if he's ever, if he ever comes on my show, I'll respect the fact that he's got a degree in broadcast journalism. I'll respect that. 
But that I'll I'll tell him to his face. That's not your job, dude. I'm a I'm a I will say this right now. I'm a I'm a play by me myself, Brian Maverick Bertrand, play by play commentator. I know what I'm talking about. You know, Zabon, if this goes down any further, we're going to go to space Mexico. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's Michael Cole's ego. But hey, you know what? At the same time, he's working for WWE. I'm not. So there you go. Exactly. Um, I was just waiting for you to realize that. <laughs> no, no, no. I totally know. I totally know. But anyways, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about T the TNA Impact from February 3rd. And also talk about this last one from Thursday. And we'll go into a little bit of extra stuff at the end. So stay tuned. You're listening to Running the Ropes, archived exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. It was designed by the devil himself. Enter the Chamber of Horrors. WWE Elimination Chamber. Who will sacrifice the most to headline WrestleMania? WWE Elimination Chamber. Live Sunday, February 20th. Only on pay-per-view. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines dot com. Welcome back to Running the Ropes, exclusively here on the on the SNS Radio Network. Once again, Brian Mavic Bertram with you, and on the phone is Heartbreak Mike, former former listener, new co-host. So that that pretty much makes this Running the Ropes 3.0. Can you believe that? We're we're not even that far in. 
It, it honestly, it hasn't felt that long, but oh. it's back, baby. I love it. Oh yeah, it's good to be. It's good to be back. You know, always a pleasure with 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 the Mav, or as I like to call him, Goku. For those who watch Dragon Ball Z Bridge, you'll understand why. <laughs> Hey, I am not a sheltered man-child. Well, I don't know. You're probably one of those people that sit down, rant on Michael Cole, and eat muffins. (laughs) I want my muffin button, goddammit. (laughs) Then again, there's always Mr. Popo. Oh, God. Shut up. I hate that guy. He, he, He disturbs me. He... You know what's funny? I could do the voice pretty good, and I, I like it's funny because I, I scared the hell out of my nephew because he started watching it. <laughs> Mr. Popo <laughs> creeps him out, and he, my nephew is eleven, and he watches Dragon Ball Z religiously, religiously. Like kids in the eighties and Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. The most, honestly, I believe that's the most successful show that Deke has ever had, and the biggest one they've ever lost. They fucked that up. Indeed. But I, 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 when I when I first got him to watch it, the next day after I, after the first episode where he saw Mister Popo, I I woke him up. He's sleeping on the floor, and I I crouch over him, and go. Well, hello there. And he jumps out of bed, scared shitless. Oh. I had a big show punched you. I'm sorry. If you ever do that to me, I had a big show punched you. <laughs> I just I stood over like, him. I just stood over him and said, Hi. I'd have been like, you know, He got hi. scared. Wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, check it out. DBZ Abridged at Team4Star.com. A little bit of a cheap plug. Free advertising. I, I believe in free advertising here on Running the Ropes. Well, if you're going to do, you know, uh, free advertising. These past commercials will be a test to that. Don't worry. There will be a test to that, you know. And also, if you guys like your own your own copy of D-Generation X, you know, the whole life story, you can get it available here on www.shop.com. Thank you, Mr. Hickenbottom. By the way, check him out on Twitter. Um... <laughs> Anyway, let's get off of WWE. Let's go into TNA. Yes, and because I think all of us were surprised when we found out that (laughs) (laughs) Fortune. Oh my gosh, I Fortune turned on Immortal. It's not the fact. You know, honestly, I'm very pissed off about that. I'm not. Why? I'm. I wouldn't be. I'm actually because, pretty proud. Well, this you'll agree with me on, though. I'm. First off, I'm very happy because it's very fitting that Fortune, the homegrown talent, is finally getting that major face push. But here's what I don't like. Remember the mm-hmm. first they storyline, Mike? Yeah. You remember how? Oh no, it's not they. No one is... They aren't coming. Fuck at, fucking hell. They're already here. What the fuck? Right. That's the same exact thing that this new they storyline is. They're not coming in. Holy shit, they're in the original they? No, that doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
That's Vince Russo for you. <laughs> you know, I don't I'm think sorry. I'm going to blame Vince Russo on this one. I really don't. You okay. And this is the first time I'm saying this. I don't think I'm going to blame him this time. Everyone else might. But honestly, when you think about it, he's backed up into a corner right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the only way they could they could really work on that. It, it, it sucks. By the way, I could hear some music in the background. Oh, you're watching Kill Bill, too. I'm sorry. It, it, it's awesome. It's but it's motivational music. So... <laughs> So preach on, preacher man. Talk about what you think about the whole fortune turn. <laughs> Again, they're not coming. This kind of, to me, it wastes Crimson so much right now. It, it, it wastes him. They, they spend so much time bringing him in. Only to be their messenger boy. Oh, look, they're coming. They're going to be coming into TNA. They're coming after Immortal. <laughs> I I could honestly I you know what I bet Crimson was surprised about it. They're here. Wait, what the fuck? They're you guys? Son of a bitch! Right. You know, like now, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna promote they, if you're gonna go and promote they're coming, they're on their you? way, they're gonna be here next week, they're gonna be here yeah. at this pay per view. Don't. Do it with the same fucking people you've been using. Thank you. You know, I mean, isn't this why they had the Nation of Domination? Weren't all I weren't wasn't D'Lo Brown like nothing? Wasn't D'Lo Brown didn't D'Lo Brown debut in the WWE in the Nation? Yeah. yeah. You know. It was. Or, or, here's the thing, here's the thing. If you're going to promote a they storyline, do it with an established wrestler. And this is, this is the formula of how the NWO started, the Four Horsemen, well, kind of the Four Horsemen, the, oh shit, what was it? The NWO. Evol not Evolution. Not Evolution. The oddities and oh what else there's another oh Team Canada those three stables alone have a great chemistry have a great formula of how they started you had an established wrestler although I don't know how established uh, Scott Demore was in TNA at the time so I mean I started only, only watching it in 2004 when they first started on Fox Sports Anyway, you have an established wrestler, Farouk, uh, Kurgan, mm -hmm. you know, and Hulk Hogan. Grab those guys. Give them mouthpiece if you need to, in Kurgan's case, because let's face it, the guy can't speak English worth of shit. Exactly. Uh, you know, give him a mouthpiece in the form of, at the time, Don Callis, a.k.a. Jackal. Um... <laughs> Have them come up and start the, you know, promote themselves and at the same time bring it up. Bring it up. The Heenan family. That's what I was thinking of. That was on my mind. Promote 
and start recruiting like that and start bringing them in. Don't just have don't just have these guys already in the company and already in major storylines by the way. Uh Kazarian just won the X Division title. Let's not forget that. Or as I like to call him as much as it pains me, he looks like a Billy Ray Cyrus. You know who he looks like to me? Who? Lorenzo Lamas. You know what? You can see it, right? I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> you can see it, right? <laughs> Just continue. But, like, once you get the stable started, be consistent with it. And that's what that's what Immortal has done. That's what NWO is. That's what I love about Eric Bischoff. As a booker, he knows how to make shit consistent. I love he that does. about him. That he man does. is when he's writing shit out, he's a genius. I'm sorry, not many people like him. <laughs> I've heard, I've listened to a lot of shoot interviews where they put Bischoff down, but God damn it, the guy is consistent. But, anyway. <laughs> but do you see where I'm going with this? Like, there is no... There, there can't be a they storyline if they're already huge names that have not been gone from an injury or gone mm -hmm. from storyline or gone from camera for, for X amount of time and to come back and say, oh, we're already here, dude. You don't need to be saying they're coming because they're already here, dude. Right. And that's what pissed me off about this the first one and now the second one. And I get the fact. I get it. They're the homegrown talent. It's about damn time they're being used as faces, as defenders of their home turf. That's what it should have been. That was the basis of fortune when the ECW guys came around, which made total sense. But still, when you look at it from my perspective, mm -hmm. it made zero sense making a they storyline in the first fucking place. Exactly. So... And I love how Jeff Hardy likes to say that he, he. Ha, I'm trying to think. I love how Eric, how uh, what's his, how Jeff Hardy. He puts himself over like he's always been in TNA. Right. Everyone in the world knows. Everyone and their brother knows he's from the. He came from WWE. It's where he started. Everybody and his brother, who by the way is <laughs> now TNA. Yeah, really. I have I have an issue with that too. Um, it it just didn't make sense to me. I love the fact that they're doing it. I love the fact they're putting people in the right spots, and I love the fact that they're involved in a major storyline that not only involves the world title but also the tag team division, loosely, and the X division, because oh. Kazarian's the X division champion. He's in there. Uh. You know, the world title belongs to Ken Anderson, but Jeff Hardy's mm -hmm. being involved with Immortal. And there's people... And the whole angle Jeff Jarrett feud, too. We'll get into that in a bit. But to me, it just feels like the They storyline had no reason to be existing. You could have just had a big swerve with the way Sting... Join the Wolf Pack in WCW. 
You could have done something like that. But, then again, who are we to argue with with TNA? So, that's fine. I mean... That's all I'm saying. It's good. it's, It's good that they're being used. It wasn't needed, in my opinion, to promote them as they, because they're already in. They're not coming, because they're already here. There's no reason for it. <coughs> and yeah, that's just my opinion on it. What what do you think about it though? It's 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 all basically it's under, it's <laughs> there's nothing to say because basically you said just about half the stuff that I wanted to say. But but you see where I'm coming done, from on it. Yeah, it's just you can't do anything about it, and you're right about the whole entire town and stuff. You know. <sighs> But then again, I have to realize, TNA. And who's the writer? Vince Russo. So really, that one? You know, and that's a good that's a good point. But at the same time, I look at the numbers Vince uh, that TNA has been having, especially lately with these last two shows. I mean, you have uh, the last fr- the last one from the third, which drew a one point three one, which is. They haven't had a spot that high since January fourth, two thousand what ten, two thousand ten, two thousand nine. So that says something right there. Um, but when it gets to a point where TNA has been sucking and sucking and sucking, that people would be interested to see if a big swerve happens, and I'm glad they've started doing that. Um. I just hope that TNA knows what they're doing and hopefully stays consistent with it, Vince. I just hope it doesn't turn into a big clusterfuck, which is what TNA has had a history of. Say that again? A big what now? Clusterfuck. Oh, yes, one of those things. You mean what what WWE's doing now with the core? (laughs) Yeah, a second core. Um... But at least it's not as bad in TNA as it is in WWE. But at the moment, we really can't say anything yet because we don't want to jinx it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I I'm not. I'm gonna hold out hope until I see the prog- progress made. So I like <laughs> I like Fortune. I, I love what they're doing with it, and now they really need to show why they belong in Fortune, why Fortune was created. Well, so there you go. What they're doing, I, uh, Fortune is basically a younger version of the Four Horsemen. Yeah. They can't do the Four Horsemen symbol because, one, Rick Flair would sue the shit out of them. Two, Arn Anderson would own their asses. And that that's, I'm sorry. So they have to use the Shocker. Uh, Two in the pink, one in the stink. There you go. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why would you do and that? And the when thumb first... to aim it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw them do the four horsemen sign, I said, wait a minute, no chance in hell they're gonna do that because if they are, they're really gonna get like sued, <laughs> gimmick infringement and all. But then I look at them do the shocker, and it's like, what's with the pinky? Is there an odd one out? Who's the outcast here? Mm-hmm. You know, I. 
You didn't think about that. Yeah. If they're doing the shocker, you got three on one side and one on the other. It looks like the one's on on one out. And the three of them are together hanging out. You know, what's with the outcast here? Oh, my goodness. I, oh be- my I bet you're holding up the symbol right now just thinking to yourself. And it's sad that I have the fortune thing. I'm doing fortunes, like, hand thing with my hand right now. I bet wow. they stole that from Matt Hardy. You know. Thinking no about way. it, version one, that makes sense. They stole a lot of stuff from WWE. Anyway. Hellboy. Shark Boy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. I'm just. I'm just. I, I, I love it, though, but. Uh, one of the main storylines that I'm. Kind of into, but I'm still kind of not. Is the whole Devon versus Ray? Mm-hmm. I'm. It's not the fact that I'm not used to seeing them go against each other for Team 3D. It's the fact that they're they're aiming to put Ray in a bully role, bully Ray, when they're the ones sitting there saying stop the eliminate the hate, eliminate the bullying, but you have a bully wrestler in the ring so you're being hypocritical and tell us <laughs> to stop the hate when you have someone doing that what the fuck guys it's like stop it stop it we have feelings too Just no it, it's it. not that we have feelings we're not stupid <laughs> <laughs> that is true no one is stupid well I'm the, and you know it feels like I'm the only way in at times, I will say this. At times, I feel like the only one in the internet wrestling community that brings this type of shit up. If you're saying eliminate the hate, why do you have a bully wrestler bullying people? At the same time, why are you having Pope D'Angelo De Niro going to strip clubs when you're supposed to be, when in fact, TNA's put, TNA has been on record as saying that they are they provide family entertainment. Maybe to a different demographic, but it's still considered. But to them, it's family entertainment. So why do you have, why do you have, the Pope doing drug deals, going to strip clubs, <laughs> stealing from charities? Of course. Uh, What's his name? Uh, with Eric Young and Orlando Jordan. By the way, Eric Young, awesome. I, do, I don't know about, about I don't know about poor Edwards now. Who? What's his name? M. E. J. Who? Who are you talking about? Hmm. You okay? I'm trying to remember. I just had a brain fart. Michael Edwards. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy that said he could talk to dead people? No, 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 no. You're thinking of the guy who... No, that's not the crossing over guy. No? No. He looked like Jared Jared from Subway without the glasses? No, that's not him? Okay, that was him, yeah. Okay. (laughs) You're right. No, I had a brain fart. I'm sorry. Don't don't don't, don't kill me. <laughs> don't hurt me. It's my first day on the job. <laughs> exactly. 
can't kill me. I didn't do anything. <laughs> this ADD moment in Killville, and she just got through into the toilet. There we go. Ow. Wow, wow. color commentary during Kill Bill. Or play-by-play -play commentary during Kill Bill. You have, to have a, you have to have, like, a strong back to, like, break through the... Then again, it's a trailer home. Anyway. <laughs> then again, it is a trailer home, so there you go. <laughs> now, TNA, I mean, I'm not... They're, they're getting a... Uh, they're getting a little bit better because they're getting a lot of nice ROH people. Like the Bucks. Or, as I like to be well, called, Generation Me. Well, TNA is a roller coaster in terms of booking and storylines and stuff like that. TNA, go. T, I've said this many times. They take one step forward, three steps back. When yeah. they they got something good right now, but I look at it like this: they're gonna keep they're gonna keep this up for a little bit, but a, but later down the line, just later down the line. They're gonna fuck it up again and end up going three steps backwards and having to come up with something else quick, but they you can't. You think they will? No, never. I... Eh. That that explains the whole main event mafia crap. Crap, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not like the main event mafia storyline. Hey, whoa, whoa! Excuse me. That was the most sexiest storyline ever. How? I don't care what anyone says. That was TNA's version of Evolution mixed with the Cabinet. True, but then again, we had to suffer through Scott Steiner on the microphone constantly. Uh -huh. And then, I mean, it. none of it was memorable to me. But this is just my opinion. None of it was memorable to me. Nothing was... Of importance, no titles were changed hmm. except for oh what the tag team titles going back to Motor City Machine Guns for the eighth time. Mm -hmm. The only the only stuff I liked out of this was when was when they go to Japan and and Kurt Angle was tagged with Masahiro Chono, but even but. You know, that was just as it was going on. Just as it's, the Minivent Minute Mafia thing started. So. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. No, it's fine. But I... I just didn't like the Minivent Minute Mafia storyline. To me, that's what... I think that's what they're doing the opposite of now. A, a different, an opposite main event story, main event mafia storyline, where instead of Kurt Angle, Sting, Booker T, and Scott Steiner, you have the members of Fortune, AJ Styles, Frankie Kazarian, Robert Roode, and uh, James Storm. Well, then, you know, how the I'm fuck did I know that? Oh, head rush. Yeah, head rush. You call it head rush. I call it smart or secret crush. But anyway. Um, or not was... being used to thinking. Yeah, whatever. You say <coughs> that now. Uh, what was it? Now, <sighs> Bobby Lashley. I'm trying to figure out where does that point out. And she just put the eye out. Oh my God! The eye is out. The eye is out. <laughs> and in her hat. Sorry. 
ADD. And she's and stepping on it. Oh, my God. The sad part is she is stepping on it right now. Oh. Worse than the... Worse than the boogeyman eating Jillian Hall's tumor. <laughs> tumor Which, makeup way, piece Halloween piece. Right. Um, but they... But I think now TNA has started to really come back, but I'm not holding my breath as to, like, say... Be completely entertained, completely I, be bought on it, because I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. I know that. Unfortunately, that's how it's yeah, going. Yeah, I can't. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. But I did like I, I did like how they came out and said that how AJ went on the mic and said, "We're not taking a backseat to nobody. This is how it's going to be. This is they." They is Fortune. They is Scott Steiner. They is Kurt Angle. They are Kurt Angle. So, I mean, I, I like how Kurt Angle and AJ are joining forces again. I like the fact that they added Scott Steiner, even though I hope to God he stays off the microphone. And, yeah, yeah it's just he, great. He's so, stuck on the mic. The man, has no, the man has so much somas stuck in him. He's completely he's completely off kilter with his English language skills, but anyways, <laughs> on that note, we're gonna go ahead take a quick break, uh, our final break of the evening. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit of some extra stuff. I have a lot of stuff to talk about in regards to oh well, a certain kind of wrestling that really really needs to be mentioned in a very good way though. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Hey, it's J.B. Jerry Borash, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with J.J. Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time where J.J. covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. That is some good bath water, baby. Ow. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. <laughs> Welcome back to Running the Ropes, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. I keep getting those confused. I'm trying not to say Sunday Night Show. I'm trying to say SNS, so it sounds better. But anyways, we're back here. Brian Maverick version with Heartbreak Mike. Again, 
former listener, newest co-host. Awesome. I know, it is awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Now... Screw it. You're gonna have to talk about it. That, that, I'm wow. gonna talk about it. We're, we gotta talk about it. We, oh my but god. We'll, we'll bring it up in a second. Now, for the last, what, three years or so? Mm-hmm. TNA Wrestling... The very same TNA wrestling that features Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, Motor City Machine Guns, all the, you know, you know the TNA. Yeah. They've been involved with Japan. They've had a business thing going with Japan, with New Japan Pro Wrestling for a very long time, since 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and started, or actually 2008, and started participating mm-hmm. in their Wrestle Kingdom events, which is on their fifth year of uh, competition, which... Just finished their fifth show on January. Their fifth event, fifth annual event on January fourth. Okay, there you go. Um, now, by far, one of the greatest events that I have actually watched in a very mm-hmm. long time. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you got we got to see beer money in a three-way dance in a, in a tag team three-way dance but uh, with uh bad intentions aka giant bernard and carl anderson oh my god and a group called muscle orchestra with manabu nakanishi and by far my favorite wrestler coming out of sunny california strongman john anderson Ooh. hey i loved him i'm sorry if you if you teabag someone in the middle of the ring for a pin, you're you're one of my favorites. <laughs> Excuse me, Kofi Kingston does that, but he doesn't on the term. Actually, no, Zito did it, but he made him tap out. Right, but I'm talking. He sat on a chick's face. <laughs> a chick. Though? Anderson. It, oh was, it was two guys. Okay, now I gotta go into it. Before we get to Wrestle Kingdom Four, let me tell you about Strongman John Anderson. First off, the guy is about. The guy is kind of short. He's probably about 5'10". Oh, he's mini-me. Go ahead. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the man is an albino gorilla. <laughs> you, I mean, he, he's probably about six feet tall, but the guy is an albino gorilla. Bleach blonde hair, bleach blonde eyebrows. The man looks like he's either had a lot of steroids, which I'm not accusing him of, you know, anything. But Not now, been, anyway. Yeah. He's just a very strong individual. Very strong. The guy is fucking huge. Let's just say that. He... In, uh, in, I was at a pro wrestling uh, revolution event in Milpitas, California, which was about two years ago, I believe. Right. And he took on a tag... It was a handicap match between him and a tag team... I forget the names, but I know one of them's wrestled at APW and Hayward before. But um, and their valet Mercedes Hernandez or something like that comes out, gets involved in the match. She gets knocked out. He Anderson body slams the tag team on top of each other. Body slams the chick on top of them. Sits on her face, picks up her leg. One, two, three. The match is over. He teabagged her in the middle of the ring in a wrestling match for a pin. 
Amazing. I, I, I think he gets my respect now. <laughs> and I'm watching that. If you go to Pro Wrestling Revolution, ProWrestling-Revolution.com, they're on there somewhere. Look for them. It was about two years ago. I'm the, you'll probably see me. You'll see me in one of the pictures in the lower right-hand corner dying. <laughs> Laughing my balls off because he's sitting there in the middle of the ring. I almost pass out trying to chant, T-Bag, T-Bag. <laughs> if you ever wonder who started the T-Bag chant, that was this motherfucker right here. T-Bag, T-Bag. It was oh great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. That strongman, John Anderson, he's huge. I love the guy. He's one of my favorite big wrestlers ever. <coughs> and also, check him out in Mexico, working with uh, CMLL, also with uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution out here in NorCal and all that. Yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> everyone was involved. You got to see. Uh, Beer Money involved in the three-way dance tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Who won that, by the way? Uh, Bad Intentions, Bernard and Anderson to retain. Sweet. Um, what else? Other TNA matches. A hardcore match between uh, Rob Van Dam and the dirty Japanese dude, Toro Yano. My God, that man looked dirty. Um, oh, It was awful. It was so bad. And you also got to see... Jeff Hardy and Tetsuya Naito for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. What? Why couldn't you put it on Naito, for God's sakes? This was before This was before Mr. Anderson won it. Oh, so I was about to say, dude. No, you got to remember, this event took place in Janu- on January 4th. So. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I like it, and... Honestly, I might start watching more of it. I mean, I laid it out. I I put the the note out there for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I'll say it publicly here. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I forget who... who, Or Antonio Inoki. He's got big ties there. He's probably the the owner there, right? Yeah. Antonio Inoki. Bro. If you want a color commentary... I'm not saying I'm the best. <laughs> or a play-by-play commentator. I'm not saying I'm the best. I think Mav and I can give it a shot, you know. But I'm pretty damn good. Yeah, Mav I and will I. say Mav that. Mav is pretty good. I'm pretty good, you know. I'll get Mike <laughs> on the color. That's perfectly okay. fine. You know what? <laughs> and yeah. that, that's that. No pun intended, Mike. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will do the English commentary. commentary. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I've shut the hell up. (laughs) I, you know, honestly, because look at the way that this is the type of wrestling that I've actually been interested in. That I've actually been interested in enjoying myself. These guys do stiff shots. These guys do stiff shots. I've never seen kicks look that hard and not look that real. And not look real. Um, The storylines are increasingly dramatic. For example, they had a sleeper hold match. That's what it was. It was uh, they they called it the Big Sleep of Death. I guess it's Japan. They come up with these names, not me. 
um, or Big Sleep Till Death or something like that. It was between Hiroshi Tenzan, who's got the best Japanese mullet I've ever seen, against Takashi Izuka, who you would expect to be in someone's nightmares. Um, wow. And Tenzan had, had to wrestle with an injured neck that's th- that was just surgically repaired. And Izuka made that his target and really messed up the neck until Tenzan got him right, got him with the sleeper hold and really wrenched up on it instead of just, you know, holding it to where you're not, you're calling out spots and all that. You know what I'm saying? He really wrenched out on it and took him out. It was really good. It was very increasingly dramatic. At the same time, you have pure talent with huge rosters. New Japan's probably got, what, 60 people on there? More than WWE does? Mm-hmm. Uh, or 60 people, which is 10 more than what WWE has on, on one of their shows? Yeah. Um, you know what? And these guys are all talented. They're, these guys aren't just going through a wrestling school, going mm-hmm. through... OVW, or not OVW, uh, FCW and all that coming up to WWE. These guys work. These guys work. They're talented. Amazing. I mean, and the big events are always something to watch. Wrestle Kingdom, uh, 01 Grand Prix, uh, a few other ones. I forget the whole thing. Well, because cause J- Japan, they do... They give their 150% of what they do. And wrestling and some type of physical sports, they give it their all. That's why I love Japanese wrestling. Now, I love, well, I love the Japanese (laughs) in general. A friend of mine actually lives out there. Yeah. I mean, because when you think about it, there were a lot of Japanese wrestlers that you've seen that are famous as well. But... They had, to, they had to start somewhere. That's true. And it's like, what great place to start and get yourself started if you're an American or from wherever. What better place if you want to be better than to go to Japan? And what's really great is that even in the ring when you watch these matches, mm-hmm. there's no... Wor- I mean, you could hardly tell if anything's worked. You can hardly... I mean... Yeah, you have your spots and all that, but since since I've you know since I actually watched some of this and you you can actually see it, they look very determined to win their match. They're not wor- they it's are. not a work. It's not any of that. I mean, it could be a work. I'm sure it is a work. Yeah. But you can't tell. There's no way you could tell. Yeah, that's true. Even the former WWE guys, Tyson Tomko, who was there. Uh, Giant Bernard, also known as A Train. Um, MVP's going over there. MVP just signed yeah. a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Good for him. You know, they're very determined on being the best. And where do you want to go in the world to be the best? Be the best wrestler. You either want to go to Canada or Japan. <laughs> now, I'm I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not kissing JJ's ass just because I said Canada. Just because I said if you want to be a good wrestler, go to Canada. Right. I'm just saying. 
got a lot of history. Um, but to be an actual good, strong wrestler, big man wrestler, you want to go to Japan. It's a great place to learn. And every independent guy I've talked to, when I first started training at the All Pro Wrestling Boot Camp in Hayward, California, cheap plug, check them out, allprowrestling.com. Your plugs. Of course, I'm the king of cheap plugs. I uh, just just listen to the craptacular. I, uh, you know, I I've been told the best place to work in terms of actual physicality, actual ways to make wrestling a martial art is Japan, and it's a great place to make a ton of money. Without having to sell out to WWE, you want to go to Japan. Yep. <clears throat> but you better be damn good over there because they know. Because with the way this od- the audience looks at it, the audience is very respectful. If you think, yeah. if you think the IWC, the the internet wrestling community out here, in in the US and in the UK and Canada and all these other places, are cynical look at the fans in japan look at the fans that keep up with masahiro chono and uh shinsuke nakamura uh you know look at look at wrestlers when they watch look at the wrestling fans when they watch guys like hiroshi tanahashi mm-hmm. you know there, there's a reason why these guys are at their spot granted J- japan that has had is a very weird country they do have mm-hmm. very weird companies. There's mm-hmm. one company, Triple Six Wrestling in in Kyoto, that, well, has a little girl has had a little girl as a wrestler. But in the mm-hmm. way that the I think it was the ring. Mm-hmm. With the little girl, co- oh no, it wasn't the ring. It was another horror movie. I forget the name of it. But the but her gimmick was a little ghost child with superhuman strength, I guess. And that's just one thing. But we have that here too. Kaiju Big Battle. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I gotta say. But I mean, it, it, but when you if you want serious wrestling, Japan has serious wrestling. If you want funny cartoon Doink the Clown wrestling. Japan has that. That's true. So, I mean, that that's what's great about Japan. That's what that's why I like seeing all these guys, Beer Money, RVD, uh Jeff Hardy, surprisingly enough. Uh Motor City Machine Guns are a perfect example of this. Former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. <coughs> great match they had. At Russell Kingdom Four, very good. Um, hmm. Why they weren't in this one, who knows? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I love about this whole thing. I mean, ser- Japan has serious wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I mean, by the way, if you want a good match, if you want to see a good match with great build up. Uh, Hiroshi Hiroshi Tenzan versus Takashi Izuka. 
But then again, I mean, as much as I like rest, as much as I like Japanese wrestling, you know, their MMA scene's not that bad. And I mean, speaking of which, TNA. Why? I mean, I know TNA's on Spike. Spike has the UFC, and they they're doing the they're showing the Pride Pride FC, which which by the way they stole that deal from World Wrestling Entertainment. Ooh. Oh God! Huh? Right? Shane, Shane McMahon. Ugh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Spike was sneaky like that, and it works. But. Speaking of which, TNA, they, uh, you can't even talk about it, can I, you? It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, it is. It really is. I mean, first off, we have this double J, double MA challenge because I have a sudden, because I'm Jeff Jarrett and I have a sudden interest in mixed martial arts. And I think I could do it. Hey, you want to try this? Now, <laughs> I get the heel thing. Granted, I'm the f- I'm the one guy. I'm the lonely guy in the room that was actually kind of liking how Jeff Jarrett's heel role was back when TNA first started. Little bit. But you mean when he had long hair? When he had longer hair, yes, right. <laughs> but there, it gets to a point where, my God, really, this is how it's going to end up. You're going to slap the face of mixed martial arts when they're the ones that are real, and they're the ones that really have, that really can attest to the point. That wrestling is bullshit compared to mixed martial arts. Right. <laughs> you know, so like, what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. So they start this whole MMA, double, M, double J, double MA challenge. And then Kurt Angle, thankfully, thank God, comes back to stop it. And basically it was pretty much to talk shit about Kurt Angle anyway. Yeah. And now you have, I mean, now it's like, I really, I really loathe it. (laughs) I do. Because I don't like the fact that they have to put, they have to use MMA as a wrestling commodity. I really don't. It's, to me, it, it seems like it's unwarranted, it's unneeded, very unnecessary. Hmm. But I'm like, what do you think about the the Jar- Jarrett Angle feud? The Jarrett Angle feud, it's I want to say it's backstage. It, it's their way of saying that's our backstage beef. You know, nothing more that can be said to be honest. Because I don't think it's their beef. It. I really don't think they have a beef except for the fact that uh, Jarrett married. Angle's ex-wife. God, I would do so many things to Karen Angle. Anyway. Shit, I would do things to Karen Angle that are illegal in three countries. Oh, God. 
in 40 states. Um, I, you know, I, it's, it's the fact that they're using that type of beef, and it's not, the, it's not the fact that Karen Angle's involved. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they got her involved again, because it kind of adds balance, in a way. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it really plays towards that personal level, which TNA, which pretty much WWE and TNA are both guilty of. I mean, let's face it, Brock Lesnar, NFL, WrestleMania 20, hello. Uh, yeah, you're right. Matt Hardy, Edge, and The Walking STD, I mean Lita. <laughs> good times, good times. By the way, I know I know I call her Walking STD, but honestly, I like Lita. Before the Ghana Sapphire Blades, she was amazing. I would let her wrap around her legs around me any day of the week. Well, <laughs> but was... at the same time, <laughs> I'm go to the doctor's office. I I I'd, I'd go into the doctor's office like the very next minute. <laughs> I hope you would not get the gun except for her blades. Um, but I mean, the whole personal storyline, especially when it comes to like love and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's. It's to a point where you really get annoyed with it, but you can't really be surprised about it. And I think that with now, with with now the fact that they're making it into a huge feud and they're making it to something that really would be beneficial for TNA, because let's face it, this is good shit. (laughs) You know, I ain't even gonna lie. Um, they make it work. And it's good for them, it's good for the company, it's good for the ratings. And now that they had a match at a pay-per-view, it could really be full-blown. Yeah. And now that Karen's involved, that's what it is. It's become full-blown. It's become to a point where it's one of TNA's largest storylines. Has Karen ever wrestled? No. That's what I thought. I used to think Karen Angle was Asian. I used to think uh, Kurt Angle was married to an Asian chick for a while. I thought she, I thought he was too. Um, but she, you know, she provides that thing that really you can understand her being there, especially when they did the storyline with her and AJ Styles. Oh dear. Speaking of which, I want to see AJ Styles and Mary try and marry Karen again. Yes. Say, you know, I have these legal binding contracts. We have a marriage license already. Let's get hitch. You know, I mean, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's TNA sense. What the fuck is that? Yeah. But like I said, TNA and WWE are both guilty of real life storylines being used in a professional wrestling commodity. As fodder for the creative writers. Granted, I could see that, I, I, you know, a very justifiable reason for that would basically be, well, we had nothing else for him. Right. But that's what you would say to Perry Saturn. We have nothing for you. Leave. <laughs> and then you get a future never. Um, but I think that with uh, 
with the way TNA is doing it, I think so far, so far it's okay. But as far as I'm concerned, this whole thing is is just not gonna work out too much. It, yeah, it's it's it's. I'd give it two months. Yeah, two months would seem right. But honestly, I think they should have waited until Bound for Glory. Mm. Now, if they keep it up until Bound for Glory, that would be one thing. But if they started up around the time, like probably about two months away from Bound for Glory, then you got something. Or anniversary even. But... <laughs> But I mean that's just it. If if you want if you to make it real really something, make it into make it towards a pay per view that matters. Against all odds does not matter. No surrender doesn't matter. Genesis matters. Bound for Glory, Slammiversary, Lockdown, and uh, fuck, what's the December one? Final Resolution. Those are the five pay per views. That is TNA's five pay-per-views they should build big shit towards. They're and being desperate. That's just nothing like we said. They're being very That's desperate. true. That's true. And the though and this right here, the Angle Jarrett feud, very big storyline they could totally capitalize on. And I hope they do. Mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath, but I hope they do. So But we gotta get out of here. I mean, this is. I'm done ranting for the week. I know it's fine. We've had too much fun. We're enjoying ourselves. But next week, you know, most definitely, we're gonna start ranting. Next time, we're gonna start ranting. If you have anything to rant about, if you want to get involved with the show, if you're listening to this archive, said, "Why the fuck aren't these guys live?" Don't worry, we're still interactive. I will be interactive throughout the show. Here's what you do. Here's what I want you, the listener, right there, yeah, you, on your iPod, car stereo, computer, whatever you're listening to us on, I know you are. I know you have at least a, a, a smartphone. Because you're a smart guy. Smart woman. Smart man. You're listening. You're a very smart person. I know you are. I will let you email me. Email me at runningtheropes at yahoo.com. I will answer your question live on the air because I care. Unlike the last people I was under, I care. So, check it out. Anyways, on behalf of Heartbreak Mike, my newest co-host here on Running the Ropes, and this is Brian Maverick Bertrand saying... Saying, be careful. There's a lot of weird people out there. Good night, everybody. Good night. A company always on the run. A destiny. Oh, it's the rising sun. I was born A shotgun in my hands Behind the gun